0: Okay, we're going to ask a morality question today, and I don't know if this is even a possibility uh, of things to do. Is it possible to steal from church? Because if it is possible to steal from church, I'm pretty sure she's doing it. But should she change her ways, you can help decide today with Ask My Mom here on the show. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy
1: not just any mama's boy, you're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's
0: Boy podcast. Hi, welcome to Certified Mama's Boy podcast. I'm Steve Kramer. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. Um we this is a feel-good podcast if you're brand new. I do it with my mom every single day. We have three principles: we live, we laugh, and we love my mom. And this is my lovely mother, my co-host. This is Nancy, Nancy. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. I want to talk about Kiki today because okay. got a lot of a lot of feedback about the situation. I don't know if you've been following my social media or not, but I have. I've got a very bipolar dog who I love <laughs> very much. By the way, my,
2: mm-hmm. my
0: very lovable bipolar dog Kiki.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I told you yesterday, and if you've been following my social, you've seen that. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, she is perfectly fine. Like, she'll sleep in her in the laundry room all day, and she'll. Uh, No problem. And then for some reason at nighttime, I go to close the door because I put a little baby gate up there so that she can Mm. stay in there. I told you she can't sleep in the bed. I want to just clear up all the confusion. It's going to be the same (laughs) questions over and over again. Why can't she sleep in the bed with you? And actually she does. She will sleep in the bed with me to take naps because uh, she can... She has uh, congestive heart failure, so she has to be on medicine to – it makes her pee a lot. And so mm-hmm. she has to be around water because it makes her thirsty, and then she pees a lot because she pees, you know, was drinking more. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I am stuck with this dilemma of having to uh, basically either – not have her in the bed or for a <laughs> short period of time, like for a nap, an hour, or whatever, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Or the dilemma of having to just wake up and put her down. I'm a very light sleeper, so it would be – it would just interrupt my sleep all night. And there's times when I try it and I'd have to wake up because she'd be at the edge of the bed crying and she wants to get down. Now, people are like, well, why can't you just put like a little step there for her to get on or a little bench at the end of the bed? Because I don't trust her <clears> to <throat> not pee on the carpet. <laughs> so – that's part two. So you can see like the, the overall dilemmas that I'm having, right? Well, yes. so recently, yeah, when I put her in the laundry room and close the little doggy gate behind her, mm-hmm. she has the last couple of nights, like just like lost her mind. Mm. And I don't know what started it. Like she was, she cried like the first night we stayed here, which was understandable. Sure. But then for like a month, she's fine. Like, mm-hmm. No problem whatsoever. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, she's all freaking out, like freaking out. So, I, have tried to figure out like what to do. And Mm -hmm. last night we had another really bad episode and it's, you know, all of a sudden I look down and it's, I put her, I probably put her up about nine 30 and she, well, let me backtrack because so the night before it happened and eventually I I gave her some doggy CBD to like calm her down. And eventually if I just sit outside the gate, she would like calm down and then fall asleep. And then I would just Mm -hmm. come in the bedroom and go to bed. Uh, last night that trick wasn't working. Um, but yeah, so yesterday though, after her, after she had fallen asleep, like she'll, she'll go mm-hmm. and she'll go outside in the morning. I walk, you know, I walk her about, f- about four thirty in the morning mm-hmm. and then I bring her back in and she walks right back into her little room in the laundry room. No problem whatsoever. Closed door behind her. doesn't make a <laughs> oh. peep. So for some reason at night, like putting her to bed, is like the biggest pain in the ass. Hmm. So last night she's freaking out and people were like, uh, people on social were saying, well, you just need to get a crate and put it in your room next to you. Mm. And I'm like, well, I don't have a crate. And then I started getting creative and I was like, well, I do have this little uh, carrier that I use to put in the plane, like the, and it's small. Mm-hmm. You have to think of like, this fits underneath the airplane seat, right? So it's very tiny. I was like, this is, Only thing I'm going to try. I'm just going to give this a shot because I'm so tired. It's 11:30 at night. I've got to get up at 3:45. Mm. So I put her in the the airplane carrier and I zipped it up and I put her in put that in the corner of my room. She slept all night. Not a problem.
2: Not one peep.
0: Not one peep. So I woke up at 3:45 and I went on Amazon and I told you I wasn't going to do anything for Prime Day, but (laughs) I ordered like a doggy crate because I. I don't know I have much other options other than like trying to just put her in my room mm-hmm. and let her but to sleep. But she didn't you know.
1: have to get up and go to the bathroom?
0: No, she didn't. She didn't pee in there. She didn't do anything. Now, wow. about four when I started, or three three forty four o'clock when I started rolling around, uh-huh. she started to whimper a little bit. And so then I just took her out or I, I took her in when I was showering and put her back in the laundry room and she wasn't thrilled about it, but she peed on the pee pad in there. So I was like, uh-huh. it wasn't terrible. It yeah. wasn't terrible. So I don't know. I'm not sure no. if that's going to be a solution or not, but I really just wish, and she was doing fine. Like, why? Why do? Why are you changing your mind now? You know, like, why mm. now? Are you freaking out about this? So the
1: same thing with kids.
0: Ugh, you can never you're not quite me on figure kids, them then. out, and then yeah. watch,
1: once you think you've got it, Mm-mm.
0: yeah, <laughs> you're not. You're not selling me on kids. If it's how having kids, is like I can't. <laughs>
1: oh, honey, it's a lot more complicated. and <laughs> Geeky. Well, just This is
0: honestly one of the main things I think about when I think about having kids. Number one is I just want to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it, right? Like, I just like doing what I want. And then the number two thing, though, is those, like, I can't lose this much sleep. Like, I try to be yeah. in bed by no later than 9.30. I can't go to bed at 11.30 every night and wake up at 3.45 and then put on no. an entertaining morning show, you know? No. So Mm-mm. I'm a little tired today. I'm a little tired because of a dog a four and a half pound oh, dog so, so sweet just say a prayer by the time you actually get this uh depending on what time you listen hopefully we <laughs> had a good night's sleep and everything was fine i'm gonna try once again to see if she'll go into her little room but if not then i'm just gonna put her back in that little carrier and just hope for the best you know it's like what all if I can you do. put
1: her in the in the little room with the carrier
0: I don't know. I, I don't think it's the carrier per se. I think it's just the being near me part that she is. You don't think it's that she feels secure because she's I don't in a think tight so. place? I don't think so. I mean, I can try that, but I think it's just mm. the being near me part that I would she. Because again, when I, when I sit in the other room, right? Mm-hmm. If I sit in the den and look into the laundry room, mm-hmm. she's fine. Mm-hmm. It's when I'm not in there that's when she starts to freak out. So mm. I don't know. It's just. I
1: might tired. try that in the laundry room. Maybe just for a minute. <laughs>
0: So, you know, my mom said today that she just loves small town life. And <laughs> I want you to explain this because it has to do with bread. And this is like, wow, I want to. <laughs> I, I, I guess I like your mentality. Oh, what, you want to explain where your brain was today?
1: Well, you know, I mean, I have a love hate relationship with Dawsonville. I'm having a hard time connecting to people here. Yeah. But what I was thinking about today is that so many people are just inherently good people, just kind and generous. I mean, like my little grocery store where um, I go now, I go to Ingalls and get my sourdough bread and I call them a couple of hours before I'm coming and they make it fresh for me and they slice it and they always have it ready for me and they're so excited to hear from me. You'd think I was the only bakery customer. And then <laughs> Yesterday, when I went, um, or when I called, Vicky says, um, "Did you know I had breast cancer?" And I was like, "Oh my God, no! I'm so sorry." And she said, "Yes, I'm telling you that because." Wait, I'll who be- is Vicky? Vicky's a woman that works
0: in the bakery. Oh, you She's know just- the woman that slices your bread.
1: I know Vicki and Teresa and Ray. Wow. Yes, okay. I know them All right. because okay. there's only three or four of them, and they're lovely okay. people. And she says, "I just, I'm telling you because, a, I'd like your prayers, and b, I'll be gone for a while, but I'll be back." And I was like, "Yes, you will be back, and I will be praying for you."
0: And, and she so, said, "The wait, she said this because you called to ask about bread."
1: Because I call all the time and order my bread now. Okay, and so. One of the three of them typically answers the phone and they all know me, right? Right. Um, so that's just lovely. And, you know, I went in there and they were like, oh, Vicki was so happy to hear from you today. I mean, like, who does that anymore, right? right, right. People just don't show that they care about people like they should. And right. then, you know, I went to the, the doctor today for my physical. My doctor spent an hour and a half with me.
0: Who that's does a long time. that? <laughs> Somebody, a doctor that doesn't have, have enough patience. It sounds like <laughs> <laughs> you might want to get, <laughs> might want to check credentials.
1: No, she's wonderful. She's an osteopath. She's young. She's so sweet. And I mean, I was like, when I left there, my appointment was at ten o'clock. I got out of there at eleven twenty, and I was yeah. like, wow, this is. And it wasn't like I was sitting in the waiting room either. And I wasn't. I wasn't waiting around. You know, the nurse practitioner was in there. I mean, you do a lot of things in your physical, but still, like, who does that?
0: Yeah, right. And I just, it is different. I mean, that is that is the thing about about small town living. And I'll say that. The Baltimore, uh, Baltimore people are nice. San Diego people are pretty nice, but you don't mm. get that same. Like I, I could not tell you the the name of the person that slices my bread. You know, <laughs> I've no, I've, I exactly. know, I don't know exactly. their name. You know, they're just
1: more personable, and yeah. I don't really, I do like that, even though I can't quite find my place. But then I had lunch with my friend Kim outside, mm. and we were there for three hours. A long time. It was great. We were so outdoors and we just had the most wonderful time, just getting to know each other better. It was yeah. really lovely, and the I weather's is beautiful today.
0: Oh, because how long have you lived in Dawsonville now? Dawsonville, I, like I try to describe Dawson. I mean, it's it's, it's a very small town. Like, what's the oh, population of Dawsonville? I
1: have no idea.
0: It's let me look this up. It's like it's it's, it's tiny. Uh Dawsonville. Well That's your dad dad listening to the podcast right now, like you,
1: you need to know. I know he'll say, Well, you know how many have so many. But but here's what Jim says. There's three it's
0: three thousand people. So there's more people that probably go to your church than actually live in <laughs> Dawsonville or whatever, right?
1: Yeah. And Dawsonville, we don't live in downtown Dawsonville, we live on the lake, and it is different. Yeah. You know, there there is a difference between living in Dawsonville city limits and living on the lake. Yes, right. there is. But, but it's
0: a very small town. So, like, there there comes with things with that, right, that, that are, mm-hmm. are definitely perks. But, God, you know what I, I live, because I used to live in small town Georgia, too. I used to live in Statesboro, Georgia, mm-hmm. which is a college town. That was obviously much bigger than 3,000. The college alone was close to twenty mm-hmm. eighteen twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20,000. But it's like... You just see the same people. I remember when I was dating in Savannah, which was you know about an hour from there, Savannah, Georgia. And I mean, you couldn't really date because you kind of knew everybody. Like, <laughs> right. Once you dated about seven people, that was like your your dating pool. You know,
1: you do know everybody. That's true. Yeah. but right. I don't, for good
0: and bad, for good and bad. Yes,
1: yes. And that's of course I'm just what Margot has on Lake Waccamaw.
0: I'm just genuinely curious if anybody else knows who slices their bread. Like, is there <laughs> anybody listening that's like? I know, I know the person that slices them. I don't think you're probably the only human being who knows a person that slices their bread. Speaking of people that only do certain things, I got we got a bunch of calls about. Uh, we'll get to them here in a little bit, but about the Adams house cat phrase.
1: Oh um, really? You know,
0: yesterday on the show, my mom said, "I don't know this person from Adam's house cat." I'm like, "What the <laughs> hell does that mean?" You know, like, I've never, I've never, and I grew up in Georgia, right? And I never, I've never heard the phrase of I, "I I don't know them from Adam's house cat." I don't know them from Adam. I've heard that phrase, but Adam's house cat. So uh, but Jordan people definitely chimed in. and We'll get to you here in just a little bit because oh, good. it is a thing. It is a thing. And I I challenge everybody to try to use that phrase at least once this week. It does not roll off a tongue easily. It's very Especially
1: in just, San Diego.
0: Yeah, right. Baltimore, <laughs> and literally anywhere outside the South. And everybody, what? That's Who's right. cat? Why? <laughs> so um Who's Adam?
2: Here's why.
0: Yes, yeah, it's <laughs> bizarre. It's a weird saying. I want to talk to you before we get to our quote about communication, because I'm sure there's somebody mm-hmm. that probably needs to hear this message. I could have really used this message yesterday. Mm-hmm. I kind of led on to the fact that I was kind of having a crap day, and a lot of that. Well, it, it's a, it was day number five of clouds in Baltimore. Yeah. And I am so affected by the weather. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know, San Diego people, if you uh, appreciate, I think you take sunny days for, for granted. I did because mm-hmm. then you live somewhere else and like my body's just used to sun. And when I don't get it, I can do like a day or two, but it was day five, no sun. I was already kind of feeling a mirror. I was tired because, uh, you know, Kiki kept me up the, at night. But one thing that had really bothered me was something that my boss had said to me uh, earlier in the day a boss who I really genuinely. Enjoy working with, and I just kind of like him as a person. Mm -hmm. I really like. I enjoy our our boss Tom because I feel like he's just a just a good dude. But he had made a comment that had really, really stuck. That kind of bothered me. Mm -hmm. And old me would have like gotten pissed and like Mm -hmm. yelled at him, and then kind of gone back and thought about it, and then said that had to probably go back and apologize for how I acted. Mm -hmm. Uh, New me is. Because I knew it, it, bothered me, but I was trying to figure out why it bothered me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I knew I was tired. It was like one o'clock when he called me to talk about this, and I so I was just like, I'm tired. I've been up all night. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go to bed, take a nap. If I wake up and I still because usually if I, a nap can do wonders, right? Like if I wake up from my nap mm-hmm. and I'm still feeling like me, then I'll I'll figure it out. And so. I woke up from a nap and I still was feeling kind of mirrored as we were recording yesterday, and so I talked to Jess last night about it, and you know we we were expressing a couple of frustrations that we had had recently, just with with some some processes of of the building, and. So after that happened, I was like, okay, I'll tell you what, like if I wake up in the, in the morning, cause I just, you know, I dealing with kiki and blah, blah, blah. If I wake up in the morning, I'm still feeling like crap. I'm going to talk to him about it because mm. I, at that point, like I know that it's like legit. So woke up this morning, I literally walked into the radio studio and I felt almost paralyzed on the show because mm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with getting feedback on the show. Basically he had given me some feedback that I felt like was contradictory to what he had told me in the past. And Mm -hmm. whenever I do that, then because I'm so new in this station, I don't, I don't know my flow yet. You know, I don't feel comfortable with it yet. Right. And so I just felt like I was frustrated because I didn't, I was like, well, it's kind of, I don't know if it's this one or it's this one, or I'm going to start second guessing yourself and then you're in your head and it's just not a good, it's not good. Mm -hmm. So I was really apprehensive because I've never had to have a conversation with him like this before. Mm -hmm. And my last couple of bosses have been pretty defensive Mm -hmm. when it came to me having to come to them, especially one of my bosses, like two jobs ago in Phoenix. I could not tell him anything. I remember one time we sat down. I just had to like be like, listen, I feel like this and this and this. And he basically like from that moment on Mm -hmm. our relationship had changed. And Aww. so I'm kind of coming from that situation. I'm like, but I know if I don't say anything about this, it's only mm-hmm. going to continue. And so today at about 8am, I was like, I am going to just, instead of just pushing this down, I am going to just bring it up. And even though it's going to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. I'm just going to, cause it's, it's like the same thing I do in my marriage. Like I mm-hmm. would just push things down yep. until they just weren't, you know, until they, things that didn't, you know, they had gotten so. Bad. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like you've gone too far. And so I've kind of made a commitment to myself that I'm not going to let things linger anymore. I'm just going to nip them in the butt. But today Mm -hmm. was my first time doing this professionally, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So about eight o'clock, I texted him and I said, Hey, are you coming in today? Because he he typically works from home. You're not really supposed to work in the building right now. You don't have to. Mm -hmm. And he's like, No, I'm not coming in today. I was like, Well, can you and I go to lunch? He's like, Sure. So we go to lunch today. Mm -hmm. And I was really, I was really nervous, like driving over there, you know, you're like, like prepping the conversation in your head, like I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna say this and you're gonna say this and I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna say this and he says I'm gonna say this. And I got there and we just you know just kind of were catching up just as people. And then I was like, listen, I just need to talk to you about this. And I was so happy with the way it was received. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just didn't really know that it was affecting me like that. And he was very receptive. And I mean, it easily could have gone the other way, mm-hmm. but. I know that if you're a personality, and I feel like all of us listening to this show are similar types of people. That's why we're drawn to this show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have a hard time speaking up. You don't want to rock the boat sometimes. Right. But today, I just felt like I have I have got to say something or this is going to end up like every other one of my relationships where I bite my tongue. And so mm-hmm. prefer- first time professional, I did it today. And I'm really happy that I did. I'm oh. really happy I did. So if you are- <laughs> sitting here listening to this and you're like you know there's a conversation you need to have you know like have it Mm -hmm. have it because now like i know he hears me i know that, like we'll we'll see if it changes if i come on a week i'm like oh fucking tom you know like then (laughs) it might be a different story but Mm i i'm just i'm glad now it's out like there's this weird sense of like relief after Mm -hmm. i just said what i needed to say it was well received and now we hopefully move forward even better And it also showed me that, like, I can do this in a relationship as well. Like, you know, like when I get into a relationship and I, I'm not going to just bite my tongue anymore.
2: If something's bothering
0: me, I just want to talk about it. And I want to work for and be with a partner that can receive that kind of thing, too. Like, that's really important to me. Mm -hmm. And Tom and I've had to have a couple of different conversations that have been uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, and we've been able to do them great. And so I know now that like, looking for a partner moving forward, that's going to be a big thing for me, too. Right. Yes.
1: Honest so, communication is the key to healthy relationships.
0: Yeah. There's totally. no question
1: about it. Yeah. There's just no question about it. 100%. And like you okay. said, oh. he, he realized that he, he didn't realize that you
0: felt that way. Yeah. To him, he was just moving fast. You know, he's just moving fast, just like not. And I arguably am a tad more sensitive than a lot of men specifically. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's, uh, yeah, I'm just glad. I'm glad. And now I feel like I've created this space and I hope that whoever that person is, your life could be a family member. Uh, it could be a kid. It could be whoever mm-hmm. that you create that space to let it. Cause I could hear, you know, his side, he felt free to kind of tell me where he was coming from. And some of the yes. things that were kind of on his brain too. And it, I don't know, it just felt good. So, so you're
1: I'm proud creating, of myself for doing that. Yes. I'm proud of you too. And what you have done, both of you have done is created a safe space for each other. Yep. Where you can totally. feel safe to to say what you're feeling and thinking. And that is so important. Good for you, honey.
0: Yeah, good. thank
1: you. Thank good, and you. good for okay. Tom.
0: Yeah, I know it's, it, it was great. Yeah. It was good. All right, let's get to our quote for today, Mom. Okay, it actually
1: has a lot to do with what we're talking about. I love it when that happens.
0: Perfect.
1: So it's from Thomas Merton. In the last analysis, the individual person is responsible for living his own life and for finding himself, finding himself in quotes, If he persists in shifting his responsibility to somebody else, he fails to find out the meaning of his own existence. Mm. And that Mm -hmm. is so powerful. That is so powerful. You know, uh, my friend and I today, when we were having lunch, we were talking about our childhoods and growing up and getting married and just really getting to... uh, A deeper conversation in our relationship. And that is so true. I mean, at 68, I know that you've got to do your own work so that you can determine why you are here. Why are you here? What is your purpose? You know, your life existence, however you want to term it. We all have to do that work for ourselves, no one else can do it for us. Sure, We have to discover for ourselves who we are and why we're here. And our history has everything to do with that. So the longer you live, the clearer, hopefully, you see if, if, and this is a big if, you are willing to look. Because I believe that most people go through their lives not willing to look at themselves.
0: Well, it's hard, you know, it's just so much easier. It's so much easier. And I'm starting to, starting to understand this concept as I'm getting a little bit older and just go through more things where we, I'll speak for myself. I spent a lot of time blaming my problems because of everybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the conversation with Tom, my boss could have easily have gone he did this. He did this. He's this he's a jerk. He's that. <laughs> but then, like, I really had to think like, why did this bother me? Like, why? Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I took the time not to just respond when we were having the conversation because I was like, this bothers me, but I can't figure out why. Yes. And so I had to take the time to, you know, take some deep breaths, come home, mm-hmm. and really think about it. And I realized where it came from was it was stemming from the way I was treated two jobs ago over in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It was the way that, like, I was given feedback two jobs ago and, like, where I just felt like I was way out of control. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't necessarily what he had said, which, you know, I I feel like it could have been said differently or presented Mm -hmm. differently. Mm -hmm. But it was so much less about what was said versus, like, what I was bringing to the conversation, you know? I realized this recently, like when I was dating and um, there was a situation, I'm going to be kind of vague about this, but um, where I got, I got really jealous and Mm I, you know, we've talked kind of about how this, in this post-divorce world that I'm living in, even though I say, listen, I'm healed. Like I'm healed. Like I've moved on. I'm perfect. I mean, what, what is not healed is like the things I don't see coming, right? Yes. And something had happened where I felt, I felt jealous. Mm-hmm. I felt very insecure and jealous about a situation that was happening with a girl that I was dating. Mm-hmm. And I, what she was doing, I mean, on paper wasn't bad, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. questionable, questionable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a, basically a relationship that she had with a male. And it made me, feel really highly insecure and i had to really step back instead of just being like oh i can't believe that you would be hanging out with this male like <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, which i typically would do like you're like, how How dare you how dare you you know right. hang out with with this guy and make me feel like this uh-huh. and then like for the very first time in my life i was able to say okay stop like, why am I feeling this way?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Is it really like, is it really what is happening? Or is it what I'm bringing to the situation? And mm-hmm. I realized that, I mean, after being, you know, cheated on and deceived, mm-hmm. like I am not healed a hundred percent. I'm mm-hmm. in, in, nowhere near a hundred percent from the fear of it happening again. Mm-hmm. And so I had to real, and that wasn't like a, even though I, you know me, I can, I can be pretty jealous, but like, this was like an unnecessary jealous, you know, mm-hmm. in hindsight. And, but I had to like catch myself and not put it on them, not put it on her and say, how dare you have this relationship with this man that makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I worked it backwards and say, why am I jealous of this relationship that she has with this man? Mm-hmm. Even though like, you know, on, on surface level probably wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so either she pull a fast one on me, but she's like, "Who got away with cheating on him. Uh, or. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I I really had to figure out like what is the situation, the the legit situation versus mm-hmm. what you're bringing to the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really listen. I haven't put a lot of thought into this. This isn't like a. I'm sure I'm gonna read. It. I'll read a book soon that will kind of.
1: <laughs> this is not a prophetic sp- moment. But.
0: Explain this. Yeah, right. But I'm just I'm just thinking out loud today about just what you bring too and like yeah what do you like like what kind of work do you put into yourself and it's hard mm. and that's why a lot of people don't do it so hard it but sucks so, you have to bring up so much trauma sometimes so that you don't want to deal with it. yes but once you break through it i promise Uh-oh. you and like so i know now like when i start working with dr Jag, i've got to start mm. kind of shifting because i told you like my my goal, I would say, I'm not going to put a time limit on it because I don't want to, but my, my goal is to like have a relationship in the near future, right? Mm-hmm. I would say hopefully in the next six months, mm-hmm. I can like be in a, a relationship once my life calms down a little bit. Yes. Uh, that would be my goal. But I I still got to do some work to get ready for it. I got yeah. to do some work to get ready for it. And I'm I not.
1: believe too, when trust is broken, that is one of the hardest things to overcome. Yep. Is learning to trust again. Yep. You know, I, true. I mean, I've never had that issue, but honestly, I know hundreds, I've literally talked to hundreds, hundreds. of people that of have had to overcome that. Yep. Um, and it's just one of the most difficult things to do. And at some point you just have to get to the point where you risk it, Right. risk it. Yeah. And you say, loving someone is more important to me. Having someone to love me, then, and, and trusting that, and just right. trusting it. Well, yeah, we'll get That's there. I don't know that I'm going to trust for that sure, ever. I know, Nothing's but it's it's it, not fair. even
0: like it's not even like a logical decision. It's not like you're like, okay, I'm going to trust this person. Yeah, now. yeah. It's like your body trying to protect itself. That's what it's there for, right? Yeah. That's why you're having those feelings of jealousy. Yes. And, you know fear and everything else is your body is protecting itself your emotions are protecting themselves. Yes. Anyway, that's a good quote. Yes. Okay, um let's uh we're going to get to is, is she stealing from church? We have to figure out like is this stealing? And we're going to get to the Ask My mom here in a couple seconds. But speaking of like doing work on yourself, we talk about BetterHelp a lot and you know why we talk about it because I am so happy to see the results that I that uh, I, that you're getting that we're getting as a podcast community uh from BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online therapy. It's like the best way to do it, in my opinion, because you can literally hop <laughs> on the phone. I mean, within minutes. And mm-hmm. I mean, right now, if you sign signed up right now, you could be on with a therapist today. You know, like, like it's literally that easy. Uh, and I, uh, I use it and I, I work with a woman named Dr. Jag. And it's not just me, but what I've loved is seeing people, uh through conversations, like just message me. I hope you will message me. Let me know how it's going because mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's really, really cool to watch transformations as people try therapy for the very first time, or they need to get back into it. And, and COVID's kind of thrown everything off. So mm-hmm. I hope that you'll try it out. Just know that like this, this community. I, I know that the the reason that they advertise so much on this podcast is because there's so many people that go and try it and love it. And so don't let finances, finances be a problem. It's cheaper than regular therapy for sure. And there's financial aid available. So don't let that scare you. But go to betterhelp.com slash Kramer, betterhelp.com slash Kramer. I want you to start living a healthier, happier life today. And as a listener to this podcast, you get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash Kramer. So go check it out. Okay, we'll get to ask my mom in a couple of seconds. Is she is this stealing? Is this stealing from church? And uh, I I think it is. I think it is on the surface level. Like, uh, but let's break it down and see what you think. First, hello to our certified fans. Uh, we. We have this amazing group of people that Mm -hmm. chip in uh, $5 a a month or more, and they are the backbone of this podcast. And we're so thankful for them. That's why we, we take time out of every show. I mean, we take a couple of minutes every time to say how thankful we are. I don't know that a lot of podcasts will stop and, and like say thank you, but I w- I make sure that we do because every episode is possible because of certified fans. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, and we would love for you to join. It comes with all kind of perks, you know, early episodes like they're going to get early episodes coming up, and they're going to um, merch store. We're working on possibly getting a mom's weekly motivational text going. Um, and just, it's just a way to help you feel a little closer to this podcast too, to give you a few more perks. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, we are going to say thank you today because we had a bunch of you guys come in last week, which I'm really thankful for. Um, we're going to say hi to Ken C, <laughs> who is my dad's friend, oh. uh,
1: out,
0: <laughs> out of Cumming Georgia. Oh
1: yeah. Hi Ken. <laughs> whoop, whoop.
0: <laughs> when you're a certified fan, you get a whoop-whoop. You're my, my family friends. It's fine. You know, uh, Thank you, Ken. I'm sorry my dad had harassed you in doing it, but uh, your donation he is – He is a good friend. Yeah, very nice of you. Very nice of you to do that. So uh, if you'd like to get your whoop-whoop and to help with uh, – I'll tell you this is coming up. I'm really excited about this because we have our, well, our second international – Certified fan. Oh. We'll get to that. I, I want to give everybody their own proper, which not taken away from Ken. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's right. But, uh, if you want to join certified fans, just text the word fans, F A N S, to 888 Kramer 8. Okay. So there you go. All right. Ask my mom. It is a segment that we do twice a week, it's an advice segment. And my mom's got some good wisdom. she had been on this earth for 68 years. Mm hmm. And so because of that, she's learned a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And we, um, let me pull this email up. Sorry, they have a sin. And so what is really cool, though, I think about it, is that you as our podcast family Somebody that maybe has, like, here's the story. It's like, I've been there before. I've got an opinion. Or maybe I can help comfort somebody. I think in this situation, it's either going to be, you're going to comfort somebody or help set them straight on a different path. And that's okay. We're a family. And that's what yeah. we're, we're here to do. And yeah. so just get ready to call in 888-Kramer8. Okay. 888-Kramer8. All right. Uh, She says, "Let I think it's a, yeah, it's good. Well, I mean. It says my husband. Yeah. It could be. I'm just gonna say she if I'm wrong, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it says, let me start this by saying I'm not a bad person. Really I'm not. I was laid off from my job a few months ago and have not been able to find a new job that suits me yet. I've had a couple offers, but the right thing hasn't come along. My husband is a little annoyed at me and the money is a bit tight. We've been getting by just not exactly thriving. The thing is, I don't want to take a job that I will hate just for the money. So I'm waiting for the right thing to come along, which I understand that, you know, I turned down a couple of different radio gigs that like, I mean, they were there, but they just weren't like the the right opportunity for me. Anyway, she said, I've been taking up working at our church on Wednesday nights and Sundays in the nursery. It only pays the minimum wage, but everything helps right now. But what comes from it is why I'm writing you. I have a five-month-old son, and while I'm at the nursery, I take enough diapers with me that the church stocks to last me through Wednesday, and then uh, then enough to last me from Wednesday. I'm guessing she means, you know. A week, Sunday to Wednesday, and then Wednesday to Sunday, Mm -hmm. right? Like as she goes through, uh, Uh, all of these diapers are donated and our church has several outreach programs. So I feel like by taking these diapers that no one paid for in particular, that it's okay since diapers are so expensive right now. When I told my husband, he was so mad at me. He thinks that, that my quote, stealing from church is the worst thing that I could do. If they were donated, isn't it for the underprivileged anyway? Mama Nancy, I know you're a woman of the church. Is it okay if I temporarily uh, – uh, this is okay if I do it temporarily, right? Love you forever. Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord of mercy. What would <laughs> Jesus do? What would Jesus do? <laughs> what would Jesus do? Okay. Well, let's let's break this down. Let's break this down per situation, and let's break this down for what it is on, sur- like, on the actual surface of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because obviously – the way I look at it is like, yeah, you're stealing like Mm. you, those diapers aren't for you. Mm. And if you, well, they're not, I mean, they're not there. They, I mean, I don't like the way that this is written, which we don't know specifically, but, um, I just feel like those diapers are donated to the nursery. And like, if you wanted to use a diaper while you were there for your, for your five month old, um, I, I would say okay. But the fact that like those diapers aren't for you. And if your church has an outreach community, then why aren't you just going to the outreach community and asking them for diapers? You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're not for you. Like I I think that again, I I'm just talking surface level right here, mm-hmm. right? Now it's talking like the emotional level, like the actual situation. Like that sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you even feel so tight to take the diapers. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a really, it's a really stressful situation and I, trust me, I get it. You know, I was out of work for eight months and it sucked and Mm -hmm. you just try to find any way you can just to stay afloat. But is it stealing from church? I Mm -hmm. mean, yeah, it it kind of is. So I could see why your husband would kind of be like, oh, of all places to steal from, this may not be the one to mess with. Um, mom, what do you, because my mom, in case you don't know, was a deacon in the church for how many years, mom? Mm-hmm. You still are technically, aren't you? But yes. 20, 30 years, whatever. 24. 24 years. So what, what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I think that first of all, the church should have a policy about it. Is it okay for the workers to take diapers do they give them to other families that need them during the week? If so, then that's fine. They're donated for people that are needing diapers right now. So I think it would depend on the policy, really. If, yeah. if the other people who leave their kids there are only able to use them while they're there, and don't have the opportunity to take them with them, I would say that's a slippery slope.
0: Yeah, because it doesn't say the, the way that I'm reading this is it's not like it's not like hey, they offered me these diapers and they said right. hey, I can take as many as I need. Correct. Right. That would be a different situation. This sounds like you. Yes are taking the diapers.
1: Yes, the way it's uh, written, just arbitrarily taking them.
0: Right. Um, they're not giving them to or even offering them to. you. If The way it sounds like is they're donated by the church to yes. for the nursery. Yes. And I guess as long as your child is in the nursery, you could take as yes. many diapers as you needed while you're in the nursery. But when you're not in the nursery anymore, then like, yeah, you know, what do you...
1: <laughs> I, I think that she just needs to clarify it with whoever's in charge of the nursery. Like... Are these diapers intended to give to people to take home with them? Or are they just intended to be used while their child is here?
0: But I mean, <laughs> now we're like playing far left field. You know what I mean? Like, well, they only knew. I mean, it doesn't sound like this is the conversation that's being had. This sounds like it's like, this is what I'm doing. I'm taking yeah. these diapers. It doesn't sound, it doesn't does. say I asked my supervisor or, you know, the, 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 the priest. It so does. on surface <laughs> level, she's stealing though, right?
1: Well, yeah, I guess so. That's a little harsh, but yeah, she's taking something that wasn't donated for that purpose.
0: Okay. So then let's take that one step further. Uh Is that type of stealing okay?
1: Hmm. (laughs) Well, no type of stealing is okay.
0: Okay. So then- then we kind of have to leave it at that, right? Mm-hmm. If no t- if cuz again, I say if if one thing has to be right, with one thing it has to be right with everything. Mm-hmm. So if the rule is that stealing is wrong, mm-hmm. and we can both agree she's kind of taking these without permission, then it's stealing.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that so, sounds like we don't know that.
0: Right. Hopefully
1: she's discussed it with someone in, that's in charge there and that it's okay. If that's the case, then it's okay. If I think if it'd be good not then Yes, you are taking things that were meant for a different
0: purpose. I think we go to get some people on the phone for this one because mm-hmm. especially moms who, because you get it, diapers are expensive. I, I oh. didn't realize so I did diaper drive one time. So I'm like, Can you got oh. some diapers in? I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. So I uh, went to the grocery store, it's like $25 for a pack. I'm like $25 for like 18 diapers or something. I'm like what the hell? <laughs> it's great. More than that, maybe like 12 diapers, like $25. like, what the hell? How do people mm-hmm. afford to do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get it. Like it's tough. Nobody's saying that like, you're aw- awful, but like, is this is this type of stealing okay in this situation in your mind? So mm-hmm. you can call us eight 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 Kramer eight. You well, know, let's I mean,
1: call it's, it stealing. Let's say
0: taking. <laughs> it's stealing.
1: Okay. Well, we don't know the situation. We don't. And know like, the- we
0: love you, but but we're always gonna shoot it straight with people you know, because
1: policy. Obviously, she doesn't know the policy.
0: I mean, it doesn't sound like there's a policy. It sounds like she knows.
1: Well, there needs to be a policy, and she needs to clear it with someone in charge.
0: <laughs> okay, well, that's not the what's happening. So we're not.
1: I'm just So saying, until then. She I'm going to consider it stealing. The person in charge and yeah, are not.
0: So if she's not. I'm going to say she's stealing. Okay? Yes. okay, so is but I. But again, like. I'm all about morality, too. And I know that life's weird and hard sometimes. So is this type of stealing okay? Mm. You know, it's from a church mean, you know, I don't think anyone in the church would be like, no, screw you and your, you know, your kids. (laughs) But until that day comes when they have that conversation, if she's not willing to have it, then I I just, I don't think it's right. I don't Mm. think that's what it's there for.
1: Yeah, well, if it's not meant for everyone, it shouldn't be meant for her.
0: 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. Let's have this discussion. Like this, this is stealing, right? And is this type of stealing okay in your mind like you hear the situation? All right. Okay, mom, that's it. That's all we got time for for you today. Okay. All Love right. you forever. Okay, let's go ahead and get some good news for today and then do Mamie Laugh and then that's it. Okay, so let's start. Actually, I'll do this story second. Hold, please. We're going to start with a story out of California, and I don't know what part this is. Norwalk, California? I don't know what it is. But there is a mailman, or do we say mailman anymore, a mail person? who Fernando Garcia, who was on his daily route over in Norwalk, and when he sprang into action to save a man's life who had been severely cut at his arm with a chainsaw. Like, what? Yeah, this uh, U.S. Postal Service worker heard screams for help and turned around to see this man that was kind of covered in blood holding his arm. So Garcia then sprung into action, using his belt as a tourniquet to stop the bleeding. Like, what would you do if you saw somebody with a dang, um, (laughs) their arm being cut with a chainsaw? He wrapped it around the man's arm as tightly as he could, and he held it. The mailman says he got the idea from seeing it in movies. I mean, that's exactly what I would have said. would seen in a movie. Uh, the injured man was taken to the hospital and his family reports that he has started to regain movement in his hand. And after getting a new belt and a shirt, Garcia literally just continued delivering mail like it was nothing whatsoever. Um, they put out a tweet about the incident from the, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department just congratu- uh, thanking, you know, Mr. Garcia for, for hopping into action. I think that was really cool. I, I mean, I think I would do that because I was, I was trying to think, like, if I saw somebody with a cut, like, what would I do? And. I do the same thing. I feel like it's what you see him happen in every single movie, but that's a cool California story. All right, let me show you this one. This one's coming from Boston today. Um, There is, uh, you know, the shoe company, Circoni, right? Well, they, um, they, they have some new designs and they've been working them for a good cause. The Athletic Shoe Company has teamed up with the Boston Children's Hospital for a shoe with soul campaign. They've asked six young patients at the hospital to create their own designs for footwear that will be sold to raise money and awareness for the work being done at the Boston Children's Hospital. And instead of just asking for donations, what they're doing is they're they wanted to give some of the young patients at the hospital a chance to actually share their stories and their talents. The proceeds from the shoes are going to go to the Boston Children's Hospital Cardiac Fitness Program, which encourages kids to find your possible through personalized fitness programs. And here is 12-year-old Luna, who basically designed her very own shoe.
3: Thinking about kids everywhere all around the world. Wearing my shoe is amazing. The advice I would give a kid or someone like me was there are a lot of kids out there with your condition. You, you aren't alone.
0: Them. Go to the show notes. You can see these, these cool shoe designs. These kids have, uh, have put together. I mean, it's, it's impressive. I got to say for 10 years old, 11 years old, they're, uh, 12 years old, however they are. Uh, they really, really have put together some cool designs. So very cool. All right. So we started talking about, you know, small town mentality, right? My mom knows the, the person that cuts their, cuts her bread. Well, you know, like I can, I don't know. I don't know if it cuts my bread, but shout out to him. Uh, I I found this clip that I thought was really funny. Uh, his, his name is uh, John Reap, and he talks about small townitude.
2: Can you relate to this? And I'll tell you this, too. It is not the size of your town that makes it small town. That's not what it is. It's the way of life. It's the town's attitude. I call it town man. <laughs> yeah. If you're not sure if your town has town ask yourself these questions. Did your high school football coach also teach driver's ed? <laughs> oh yeah, he, did. he did, he sure did. He did. Even though he had three DUIs on his record. <laughs> no not matter. You ever seen him ever seen your mailman driving his own car to deliver the mail? Yeah. And then deliver pizzas on the weekends? It's rough out there. Here's what happened to us. Our preacher was caught stealing money from the church, and he's still the preacher. (laughs) We forgave him. That's what he told us to do.
0: He is a preacher. That whole video is over in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening today. Really, really, really appreciate you. Seriously. I know I just, I hope you don't think those are just words. Thank you for supporting the merch, merch store. Thank you to certified fans. Thank you just for listening, because that's really where this whole thing begins, is creating this community through just listening. So thank you for doing that. Appreciate you so much. And I will see you tomorrow for a, uh, what's tomorrow? Oh, my dad's coming on tomorrow. And Miguel. So it's a big show. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hey, Kramer. This is
3: Lauren from Powder Springs, Georgia. And yes, I've heard of, heard of him from Adam. I hear the same thing as I don't know him from Adam all the time. I've grown up in the South, so maybe that's why, but yes, I've heard it a million times. Not uncommon for us here.
4: Hey Kramer, it's Robin in Georgia. I had to pause today's episode. You're talking about your upstairs neighbor and the loud noise. I would not go straight to the apartment complex or whatever, your um, front office you should go up and try to introduce yourself to them and maybe if you can get kind of a feel for just kind of talk to them see if they work from home like I got these really we have hardwood floors at my house and I bought these really cute little things on Amazon because I also have dogs and I was tired of the dog hair sticking to all the felt pads and they're like socks for chairs so that might be an option if you can kind of get an idea of what their colors are in their apartment when you introduce yourself to them, you could go on Amazon and buy socks or chairs and just be like, hey, I thought you might like this. I know we have hardwood floors and sometimes chairs can make a lot of noise, so I got these for you. And maybe they'll take the hint gently because if you go complain to the complex, then they may complain about your dog and the dog's gonna be more important to the complex probably than somebody who moves their chair back and forth throughout
3: the day. Love the show, bye. Hi, Kramer. This is Fish Trap for live from San Diego, California. If it's daytime noise, no, you cannot complain. Um, any noises um, before 10 p.m. the management—well, my experience is that management um, considers it invalid. Um, everyone has the right to live and make their noise during the day, including music and television, um, sex noises, whatever. It can all happen during the day. After 10 p.m., everything needs to be quiet. So I wouldn't complain because you don't want to um, create a bad situation between you and your neighbors and because they can turn around and complain about maybe hearing a geeky bark or whatever, so don't go there. Wishing you well. Thank you so much for your podcast. Bye. Okay,
1: that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your
0: friends. Love you forever.